What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today we're talking about uh, a big pile of uh, crunchy leaves. Uh, what are they called? Uh, leaves, yeah. Great Big Pile of Leaves is the name of the band. Uh-huh. And um, the name of the album is? You're Always On My Mind. Correct. I didn't know the exact way to say it, so I just didn't. Um, <laughs> okay. I really like the um, the art. Uh, just to just to start us right off with an opinion here. Um, yeah, it's like it's drawn on the back of a notebook. Yeah, that's a good that's a good take. I was thinking it also could have been like a paper bag or a pizza box. Oh, okay. Yeah, to me it looks but, like. Like the back of like the the yellow lined paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A legal pad. Oh yeah, that's what it is. A, a yellow legal pad. Yes. Um, um. Yeah, cool band though. Very cool. I can't uh, put my finger on it for like what this yeah. vocalist sounds exactly like. Uh-huh. But he sounds like somebody I've heard before. I noticed that earlier. I was watching some like um, some like live videos, and mm-hmm. like I just heard his voice a certain way, and yeah, I was like, I just heard it like as somebody else. Like I could picture a different song in my head, and I was like, what am I thinking of right now? But uh, I think he sounds a little bit like the guy from Two Door Cinema Club, maybe. Okay, some sort of tone or cadence or something i'm not exactly sure what it is but also while we're talking about the singer i had like one funny thing to say about him Uh uh-huh is it crystalia or (laughs) (laughs) nice it just looks like like they got like a visually like shoulder length the black hair like with the with the beard scruff going on what a funny like type of dude like right yeah they're Maybe like the same ethnicity or something, but yeah, very much the same. Like just Italian. They're just both Italian <laughs> dudes. Yeah, guys, I guess that's as complicated as that is. Huh? Uh, um, but yeah, just like good hair and like little beard. Yeah, it's. Uh, I also noticed in that live video that you sent me, they're all playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're. Yeah, they're called like Gibson ES whatever's but they're referred to now as uh epiphone dots okay so i actually did want to talk about those <laughs> the, the guitars the es350s like, or whatever 335 i think 335. Is the number. but yeah so like they're all playing them like the, i was <laughs> even the bass player was, yeah which is like you never see a bass one of those yeah you but, really don't but um it makes so much sense, like this the sound this band has. Like it's so semi hollow. Yeah, if you had to guess. I love their guitar tone too. There's like something super cool where I'm guessing it's just two guitars playing the same thing and one is like super fuzzy with like not much like body behind it. And then there's another one that's like more just like clean, kinda low end. And they like Yeah. Just, I think it's like a tra- it's like a transparent fuzz kind of sound. Yeah, I think what they're 
what you're experiencing is the way that people it's probably the same technique that everybody uses where you record yeah. like two guitars that are exactly the same but maybe uh-huh. the rhythm tone yeah is very fuzzy uh-huh. and then maybe they have that same guitar part playing through another like amp so that Ooh. you get a little more of the di coming through yeah yeah but it's it's so because it's just one signal through two amps that it would right. just be really that's a cool way like to they do that. like they blend like maybe like kind of an amp that's like a little jangly and awesome. but then also an amp that's like fuzzy i i really like that idea i love when when i'm watching like those rig rundowns that i always talk about and then they do like people not not that it's specific to the rig rundowns or whatever but that right when people do play out of like two amps at once like that's a really cool once you're paying that close attention to your guitar tone i love that that yeah uh who does that uh both of the dudes from four years strong do that yeah uh it's i think totally dan runs um Mm -hmm. a marshall like jcm 900 or whatever Mm -hmm. or like a plexi and then like a 5150 and then crossfires them through two separate amps so sick just like two cabs yeah uh they're both 610 uh yes uh 612s uh-huh and then he runs the top two speakers of each cab as 212s and the bottoms right, right. is 412 so it's 5150 412 on one side plexi 412 on the other uh yeah, plexi like plexi 212 on one side 5150 212 on the other side so dope dude and then but yeah, so what's his face alan o'connor is just running the biggest cabs known to mankind have you seen those things yeah dude the custom and it's like it's like a bunch it looks like it's a bunch of different like brands and styles put together but like it, it's all one piece it's just like a refrigerator things fucking huge i remember that company not to make this a four-year strong episode but the brand that makes that cab black market custom yeah, they're I remember out, a band mass or whatever. Yeah, I think they're done now, but I oh, remember seeing a few of those. Sad. Yeah, um, yeah, because a while, a couple years ago, I was like looking at their stuff and I was like, if I just like can afford like an amp at some, or a new cab at some point, maybe I'd like just do like a light custom job out of these guys, like just get like a right. cool, like, green amp or something. And then I I went back like a couple months ago and I couldn't find their website at all, but. uh I've always wanted to make my own, and it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't look that hard. No. It looks pretty easy. I wonder how it would sound, but, like, I could convince myself it sounded good. Yeah, I I thought about making a 212 at one point, but for real, like, some 212s are just more cost-effective to buy. Yeah, yeah, fully. Because, like, Celestian V30s are, like... 120 bucks a speaker uh-huh so then you're like you are know, like okay well now i'm gonna spend more money on nice wood to make this into a yeah. cool amp and then like then you're looking at like a 400 dollars 212 and you're like maybe that uh-huh. maybe this isn't the greatest idea yeah also you build it terrible so it rattles and sounds <laughs> bad <laughs> all the screws are sideways and shit uh-huh <laughs> But yeah, dude, so this 
Uh, I like this song, uh, Pet Mouse. I think this is one of the first ones I heard. But specifically, that song I sent you earlier, um, We Don't Need Our Heads. Yep. That one's not on this album, but that is the first song I heard by this band. Um, I remember and it was. I remember you telling me about them a long time ago. Yeah, it was. I, I vividly remember getting into them. It was uh, first year of college, fall 2013, and I was going to buy a new laptop. Wow. And then, yeah. And Ed worked at Best Buy. Hopefully Best yep. Buy Corporate isn't listening to this, but he got me like a gigantic discount because I think they get like 50% oh, so like he employee just, discount or something. Yeah, I'm sure Ed doesn't work at Best Buy anymore, so I think you're cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ed is, is, and I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, was a incredibly smart human being. Yeah. <laughs> Good dude, ambitious. Oh, and by the way, that Best Buy that he worked at is fucking closed. So. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, I was going to get a laptop that day, but for for whatever reason, I, I went to Hot Topic first. Okay. And I got... Um, As one and, does. Hey, you know, I got a AP magazine. The You <laughs> bought a fucking paper magazine? Dude. It was the first. It was the first one I'd I'd bought of AP. Uh, I think I bought one other one in in my life, and it was a couple years ago. There was like a commemorative 2007 like issue about just like you know how how pop punk popped off in 2007. Anyway, uh, so in that AP magazine, there was like a bands to look out for, and then we don't need our heads was on that list. Oh, cool. Uh, and and then I looked it up, and then I remember, like, watching a bunch of their music videos on my new laptop. That's sick. I I remember, so I'm probably wrong then, but I think the first time you told me about them was, like, around the time that you got your sob and mm-hmm. was living in Dighton. That's, that, that would predate... Uh, that, or it's around the same time. That's, that's pretty much when I remember you telling me about them. I think I had my sob, but I think I lived in Fall River. That's you know what? That's probably what it is then. Sob nonetheless, though. Sob nonetheless. Yeah, that thing was. Sob. That thing was fucking sick, dude. Get in, get in the front seat, smack the dashboard, and scream sob. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. That cassette deck, dude. Kidding me? Bro, ha- I think we're like some of the some of the last uh, teenagers or kids, people in their twenties, to have had a car that you had to like yeah. buy a tape deck converter, right? To like yeah, put those, an aux cord those in your cars car. Uh huh. Most of those cars that have tape decks are like I guess some of them are as new as like two thousand six, but like. A, That's the a car. Yeah. A car from 2006 is still what, 14 years old right now. Yeah. That's an old as shit car. Yeah. If you're in high school, you could like feasibly be getting like a 2010, like, and be like, oh man, this old thing. Right. You like you could right now be getting like the year before my car and be like, this is an old piece of shit. <laughs> 
I drive a 2011, and I felt like it was new when I bought it. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this this band falls in, like, some... Uh, you know how much we like to talk genre. They fall in... Yeah, yeah, this is a big one for me. They... They're, like, if post-rock and pop-punk had, like, a baby. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... That's a good point. So they're on Top Shelf Records, I believe it's called. Or were. And I think they I, uh, I think they're defunct, aren't they? No, you know, I actually did a, a preemptive Wikipedia part earlier and um they are still considered active. They I think they started playing shows again earlier this year. Um but they definitely like went quiet for a while. And then, like, every once in a while, they'll post on, like, Twitter, like, a picture of an amp, mm. like, with a mic in front of it. And then everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, sick. And, like, it feels like once every six months, they'll, like, tease, like, a kind of recording session. But they haven't put anything out in a while. But anyway, yeah, they're on Top Shelf Records, I think. And maybe, like, there's some kind of scene, scene bands on that label. I think I have, they like they used to be a scene label, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's like just far enough where yeah, like you said, it's like a mix of kind of almost pop punk with like post rock, kind of like like I was surprised that this band was in that AP magazine. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're very they tour chill. with like yeah, super the um. But they tour with bands like Motion City Soundtrack and stuff like that. So Yeah, they like... They have music that can easily live translate to like a more impactful yeah. uh, live performance. Like I'm sure they sound a lot different live than they do recorded. Uh-huh. Like because they're, they're pretty jangly and clean. Yeah. Recorded, but I'm I'm sure it, it's almost essentially a pop punk set live. Right. Yeah, I could picture that. I've I uh, this is definitely a band that's not coming to Hawaii anytime soon. But when they were still touring in the last couple of years, they're constantly playing Massachusetts and surrounding areas, and I am always like, it'd be cool if when I was on a trip they were uh, they were touring because uh, I really like them. Do we know where they're from? They're from. Uh, I think the. Do you, let's 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 jump into Wikipedia because I keep wanting to reference it. All right, cool. Um, you can do. Do you want to do the thing? I'll make you echo this time. Okay. Okay. All right. So here we go with our Wikipedia part. Whoa, dude, that was sick. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Felt good. Um. Yeah. So, okay, I'm so not gonna from... look at Wikipedia. Why don't you oh, Why don't you take the okay, reins on okay. this one? You read their Damn. Wikipedia page to me, and I'll just react. Okay. Okay. Cool. This is This is crazy. Um. <clears throat> so they're from Brooklyn, uh, okay. which I think makes a whole lot of sense. You know, very. Guarantee uh, you, not one of them grew up in the city. But yeah, sure. But sure, they're from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is another They're one from of those. Long Island, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is another one of those like two dudes met a long time ago. The singer and the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're from Connecticut. Ah, okay, there it is. It, yeah, yeah, same same thing. And then uh, moved to Brooklyn uh, in like the the early 2010s or around 2010 or something. Um, one thing I thought was was interesting that you mentioned like the genre thing is like the associated acts we get like Taking Back Sunday, Motion City Soundtrack, Hello Goodbye. Interesting. And, yeah, and I don't. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily kind of, fit with any of those. Right, but they, like I said, they tour with them though. Like they tour with Motion City Soundtrack. Mm. I have that. You know that record I have, the seven inch, um, that I showed you a couple weeks ago, um, and it's the the like living room sessions or something, and that was recorded in the guitarist of Motion City Soundtrack's home. Like they just played like a house party and made like a EP out of it. That's um, cool. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, yeah. So so yeah, just uh, there is some sort of association with like kind of sceny bands. Um, but uh, yeah, what else? So in 2009, they put out their first like album. Uh, Have you seen my prefrontal cortex? I think. Yeah, that's the one with We Don't Need Our Heads. I think that's like their big song, you know what I mean? Yeah, like um, every band has the one song that's their one song. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's their one. Um, let's see. They also, uh, you know, just to talk more about who they're touring with, Saves the Day, Say Anything. Uh, they got a couple other EPs. I don't know. I guess there's not much on there. You know who I Wikipedia think other they their would... Be really cool on tour with. Who's that? Uh, I don't think Moving Mountains is a thing anymore, but them and Moving Mountains mm. would be a cool tour. Yeah, totally. Because they're both um, kind of doing that like post rock, like emo thing. Yeah. I also yeah, very much that that type of thing. I also think these guys could like just as easily play with. Like I know American football is kind of like starting to come back. They could like tour with American mm. football. Yeah, that, I was gonna say earlier they're kind of like, uh, you know, mathy uh, with their some of their guitar stuff, with like the you know the clean twinkly. Yeah. Um, I think they do. Also, they do the thing where they just play triplets over uh, four four, mm. so that it sounds like funky and sideways kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing about them for me though. Is kind of like they're they're like rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, kind of, kind of just groovy, um, and just like a yeah, a little weird. Yeah, sideways, as you said. I like that description. Um, also, we we really uh, talked over them, but the first like five or six songs, mm-hmm. we're we're now on track seven. Um, I really like the front half of this album, um, and like. That song, Back to School, track five. Yeah. I always, now, now I'm done with school, so I don't do it anymore. But when I was in school, I was I would always post that song on Instagram or Twitter on my first day, Back to School. I feel like it, uh, it really encapsulates the feeling of going back to school. Um, there's like a sort of optimism, but kind of sadness to it in a way. But it's, uh, it's just a... a, a a banger a, a, uh, it slaps <laughs> it slaps if you will 
the song, to be frank, claps quite hard, I believe. Um, it, uh, yeah. It's funny to um, to say something like you're discussing it very seriously, but then use uh, such modern lingo as to say it slaps. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like uh it'd be re- like i think that's what made the bits about obama uh just saying black yeah, yeah. things really funny uh-huh like when uh key and peel would do them and then uh jordan peel would be like and girl back that ass up is <laughs> like that's just so funny to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Um, I like a lot of the stuff that they do in the same way. Like this, I can draw a lot of parallels between this band and Moving Mountains because they're doing like a, yeah, this is like if Moving Mountains was, came from being a pop punk band instead of came from being like a, an emo band. Mm. Yeah. Like Moving Mountains kind of evolved totally. from like, like an emo, post-hardcore band into like a post-rock band. Right. Where these guys, if anything, evolved from being like a pop-punk band into yeah, doing this. Yeah, it says that the two of the guys came from a band called Farewell to Arms, mm-hmm. which I don't really see anything about doing a little googling. It seems like it's like books and movies called that more than a band but for some reason that strikes me as like a pop punk band name also this song fun in the sun kind of makes me think of blink if like if it were like zhuzhed up uh and faster like the the kind of drum beat and like the the opening guitar part yeah they do like i wonder what the like drum part the like acoustic but also like fuzzy guitar thing is is really cool yeah i really dig that on this record but like you said i right. think it's i think that's more of a first half of the record thing i don't yeah you don't hear as much of the like rock or pop punk oriented type stuff happening towards the end of the record yeah the, the back is a little kind of slower a little more ballady and stuff um i forget which one I specifically wrote it about but oh oh it was egocentrism it was a couple songs ago but like that one kind of does like the ballady like acoustic at first thing and then kind of like breaks in and for whatever reason I really liked the way it did it where it didn't feel like like cheesy to me like that's the if I were like like a lot of albums that we like in like high school always had that one like okay it starts with acoustic guitar and then like maybe by like the second chorus of the bridge you add an electric ringing out chords and then the drums kind of come and then it's like super loud for the last chorus and it was just like i feel like that model of song is like super predictable and boring to me yep but for whatever reason egocentrism on this kind of does that but I, i enjoyed it more i really liked those yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like your guardian angel is like one of my favorite songs, right? And that is a, a version of what you just totally. Said. 
Absolutely, it is. Yeah, I can imagine watching that music video at your house a lot. I love that um, song. Yeah. I went back and listened so to funny. it. It doesn't hold up. No, I can't. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus doesn't hold up. Not really, it no. It just doesn't. <laughs> like, Hawthorne that Heights of, holds uh-huh. up. Uh, yeah. Silverstein, a lot of that holds up. Your Guardian fucking Red Jumpsuit Asparagus mm-hmm. doesn't hold up. Not for me, bro. What does Randy say? Uh, dog. Yeah, that just ain't for me, dog. It was a, it was nice. a little flat, dog. Yeah. I salu- <laughs> nah, man. I'm just not feeling it, dog. That's a little pitchy, though. <coughs> he used to like cool. saying you're a little pitchy, though. Yeah. That's awesome. Just a voice of reason, really. Just kind of like, you know, honestly... So is he like a Jackson like no so Michael no uh, he's I thought that same thing for a long time I don't believe so but what he is okay. is a studio bassist okay okay dude he, he's a studio I know he's a studio were- bassist and like a he's a, he was a studio musician for a, a long while and then he became a record producer mm-hmm so he like he used to just like produce records and then like he fucking judged on a singing competition for some goddamn reason yeah i really like this song too locus of control this one's like a cool like just it makes me think of like the end of a movie like you could picture somebody like riding a horse into a sunset with this song. i like when the guitar lead does the same thing twice in a row and mm-hmm. doesn't change, but the chord under it changes so that it puts the yeah. lead in a different uh, keyframe. I love that. That's so cool. Did it, it just like pulls it a little different. Yeah. Did a cat just enter your room? I think. Yeah. He just he just pushed the door open. Because I was gonna. See I was, yeah. Of... I was gonna say there's a fucking ghost in your room. If not. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He busts in all the time. Um. Dude, you were talking. About, we were talking about the sack lunch bunch a little the other day. You ha- you said you hadn't seen it. Did you watch it yet? No, I haven't watched it. I want to just ruin another joke for you in it. Go ahead. There's like, the, so it's a bunch of kids, of and one of the kids is like, um, he's a Jackson. He's like, you know, um, as in Michael, um, but he's like. He's, it's like John Mulaney's like asking the kids their names and he's like, oh, this Jackson. And he's like, oh, Jackson. And they're like drawing their parents or something. And he's like, oh, is that like, I'm kind of forgetting the names, but maybe like, is that uh, Mar- Marlon Jackson? Or I don't, man, now I'm butchering it. But he's like, <laughs> okay, so what, so were your, so your dad's name was Jackson. Was he like very famous as a kid and stayed famous as an adult or not? Like, Whatever it was, he just asked it like so funny, like oh, like I know what you mean, like oh, yeah. your dad is this Jackson. Was he famous as a kid and then not famous as an adult, or stayed famous? Yeah, like you, you should watch it because it's it'll it'll still be funnier than I said it because I said it so poorly. But. I bet I bet it'll be even funnier now because not only will I get to hear the joke, I'll get to hear the version, uh-huh. the unbutchered version. Yeah, and you'll be like, 
man, he thought he was he was doing that. <laughs> just nowhere even fucking close. <laughs> just, just, uh, hey, so, uh, but not Michael Michael Jackson or not? <laughs> Randy Jackson or? Uh, oh boy. Yeah. <clears throat> this album is like, so this is eleven songs. I think I like 11 song albums. I think a lot of times, you know, when you get to the end, it's kind of like, all right, let's let's pick it up. But when when an album's 11 songs, like this is 35 minutes, mm-hmm. that feels like a good amount of time for me. Yeah, I think I think there should there's like a time limit on albums more than a track limit. Yeah, I think yeah, I think if you have a 35 minute album, that's a mm-hmm. good length. Yeah. Unless that album's a fucking ripper. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. For I'll give you an example at the end of this uh, episode when I give you the band that you'll do. Okay, of okay. Like a, I like that. Of like a, uh, a band that wrote an album that's long, but it's worth it. All right. Um, you- so this song is called Pizza Nomics, and like, uh, I really like that name. And like, to, to refer back to like the album art, mm-hmm. it's like, just on like cardboard. There's a skateboard, there's a pizza, there's a burger, there's a beer, and I just really like all these things. And it's like, um, there, there's just something, uh, you know, in the aesthetic of the band yep. that. Uh, just feels very relatable with the, you know, those things. In that song, Back to School, there's like some line about like uh, being fixated on jumping garbage cans and like just with like the skateboarding just stuff. Just like childlike like, like, wonderment, sort of. Yeah, but like it's also like framed in such a way, or the music is a certain way where it's like it doesn't feel like too kiddie. Or, like, they're really doing, like, a nostalgia reach or something. It just feels very, mm-hmm. like, okay, they're growing up. These are adult dudes, but, like, they can also appreciate, uh, you know, ollies and pizzas. Ollies and pizzas. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let me ask you one quick question uh, while, while we're talking about pizza. Um, so, how... I feel like I should know this about you, but how do you feel about pepperoni on pizza? I've had, you know, it's, there's been ups and downs. Um, there's been, there's been, uh, you know, times where I, I love pepperoni. There's times where mm-hmm. I'm a cheese guy. Uh, I'm never an extra cheese guy. That doesn't really, that's not my scene. But uh, I think currently I like pepperoni pizza. It's simple. It's you know, it's got the flavors and the textures you want. You got the crisp on the edges of the, the Ronies, and um, yeah, it's the uh, everybody's everybody has it, so you can be sure that you can get pepperoni. Okay. And I like that ease. So here's the thing, we're gonna go mm-hmm. into just a quick rant, really quick. Okay. Uh, okay. I normally do these Andy Rooney style rants, uh, in these episodes. Here's what I got to say. Uh-huh. Pepperoni is the worst 
pizza topping known to mankind. Whoa. Whoa. So here's okay. Here's why. Let me let me lay down some hard facts for you. Sure, let's hear them. Okay. The this may not be true for all pepperoni pizzas, but we're talking about we're talking about the readily available pepperoni pizza that you would okay. get from such establishments as Domino's, Little Caesars, mm. Papa John's, mm-hmm. uh, Papa Gino's, even though I'm 100% sure that's regional. Um, yep. Uh, your, your regular pizza chain. Sure. The pepperoni's too thin. So, with that being said, you get... Okay. There is no meat. When you bite the pepperoni, the pepperoni might as well be a potato. So, if you're looking okay. for meatiness out of the pepperoni, you're not going to get it. Secondly, yeah, I agree with when that. you cook a pepperoni, it, it does this. It goes from being flat, goes from being uh-huh. flat, and it does this. The cup. And, yeah. and then there's greasing. Okay? And that pepperoni yeah. grease might as well be throat it doesn't. Uh-huh. It's not spicy to the tongue. It's not no. spicy in your tummy. But it, it burns the shit out of the back of my throat. Okay? It's not like an acid reflux kind of thing. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're fucking coughing up phlegm. It's disgusting. It's yeah. And I guess I... Yeah. just like... So the grease, the non-meatiness, right? Uh-huh. We're already at a loss here, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. To the rest of it, you cannot taste the cheese, you cannot taste the sauce. You kind of hijacks and I cannot taste the fucking the bread. It's just like a grease bomb of fucking pepperoni. So, for these reasons, my mouth. Okay, okay. You know, and I hear, I hear those things. I really do. I really do. And this is like one of those classic examples of fun. We're noticing the same thing, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna deny those, but much like uh, the Wonder Years suburbia, I've given you all, and now I'm nothing. All the things I hate were kind of my favorite things about the album. Interest yourself. So you like? Yes, you like all the shitty things. Gotta eat ever. them all. Nobody's gonna fucking eat that. 
Right, and at this point, yes, I can like, learn to share. Like, learn to share. Like, switched over to the thin boys too i'll have hot dogs off the grill before i'll have burgers off the grill putting ground beef on the grill is just a, a disaster waiting to happen i like these like you know hot takes this episode i don't like like i'm old enough i'm an adult Oh, 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 oh. 
Italian words. It, it was funny. Right. And it's like yeah. actually like a good, it's I like think, a good guitar. I think what happens is like, or even a like longer ago, right? Epiphone and yeah. Gibson were a lot more uh, parallel than they are now. Yeah, yeah. Like now it's right. now it's like if you buy a Gibson, you're buying like a Lamborghini, and if you buy a Epiphone, you're buying a Honda Fit. Right. Gonna have some great fun. Gonna work some more hours. Get a great insurance. Send a network of friends. Can't wait for full coverage at the dentist again. Yeah. Gonna get some new glasses. So how far I will see. 
I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. Uh, see you later. Bye.